and interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Hey friends, happy Monday. Um, this has been such a crazy weekend, but it's been so much fun. We went to San Diego yesterday and it was just I was so open and like, I don't know, the freedom of space down there. It's just not congested like LA. It just felt so calming and it felt so peaceful down there. Uh, so of course I'm like, oh, hmm, can we live here? I would like to live here. <laughs> How far of a commute would it be if I had to go to work a couple times a week? Uh, it just felt so good. The ocean air. I don't know. I feel the same way when I'm out in like Malibu or Santa Monica. Um, but it was just nice to have. You know what it was? Here's what I'm going to say. And this is a good tip. It was a day that I decided to not do any work. I moved my appointments. I had like a nail appointment. And like Dave was going to go for a hike. And we both were like, you know what? Let's move everything to Sunday. Saturday, we're, we're going to do we're not going to do any of that. We're not going to have any obligations. Like I'm not going to work on the podcast. I even brought my laptop in the car on the way down. And I was like, oh, I'll get some work done. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to work on my business. I'm not going to do work for my regular job. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do anything that I have to do during the week. Like I'm going to take one full day out of the seven days of the week and do just what I want to do in the moment. And it felt really good. So I highly encourage you to do that at least one day a week, right? There's seven days. Six of them can be productive. And of course, like we were still like out and about doing stuff and driving all over, but it was nice. It just felt good. It felt that freedom of being able to do whatever you want to do with your time. That's so important to me. And I just feel so revived when I give myself a chance to do that. Uh, so it was really nice. And then today, back at it. Um, I had such a good time recording this episode with my friend and fellow health coach, Alicia. You've probably heard her before on the podcast. She has um, another episode as well. Um, kind of if you scroll back to like the beginning of when I started recording. And we just have such a good time chatting. I love talking to her because we have kind of just different approaches to the way that we, not the way, but the subject matters that we um are really like kind of pulled towards. So Alicia is a self-love coach and um, she, her tagline is empowering you to live your best life. And I feel like she truly embodies that and to know yourself, love yourself, free yourself. And she has a new course actually called Sister Don't Settle, which is such a cute um, name. And it is very much focused on relationships. So in this episode, she actually flipped the script a little bit and started asking me some questions about, you know, what I think is the key, not the key, but some of the key factors in a successful relationship. Dave and I are coming up on five years, which I honestly don't know how that happened. I, I, I just am speechless. <laughs> like, how did, how did that much time go by? And so she's asking me quite a few questions and I'm sharing some of the feedback, not feedback. The, now I'm getting all nervous. See? <laughs> the feedback. Um, just some of my, I don't know, learnings. Um, so yeah, take a listen. I'm going to go hide now. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is the second time, right? That, that you've been on the feel better podcast. So you yes. and I have done so many different, um, different things from clubhouse to Instagram lives mm -hmm. and now podcast. It's so fun. I love to see your face. Yeah, um, same. Happy Monday. It's, happy uh, Monday. It's nice and sunny here. How's it in Boston? Uh, it's not sunny, but it is like 63 degrees, which is crazy for March, but it's been like, we'll have one week of 30 and then another week of 60. It's just insane. Um, and I'm so grateful for it because like I went out for a walk this morning. It was super pleasant. And I'm here. Like if it could be like this all the time, I'd be really happy. A little bit more sunny, but otherwise. Yeah. I'm just You're on your way. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and you spring were just, coming. you spent um, what, a week in Florida. You're just recently, you're visiting your parents. I was. Yeah, I was there actually just for a long weekend. I'm headed back in another like week for a little bit longer time, about two weeks. So. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. great. By the time you get back to Boston, it'll feel like spring. <laughs> Yes, very much so. <laughs> so recently you 
and maybe it wasn't that recently because time goes by so fast, but you're in, in what was a new relationship. I feel like you guys have been together for quite some time now. It's not even that new, right? How long has it been? I know. I know. Oh my God. We were just talking like, I think this weekend we were like, wow, we're coming up on like one year of us. Feeling no like way. It. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Um, we decided that uh, we picked a random day for our like anniversary, which is April yeah. 24th. So Earth it's day. really like right around the corner. I know. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So you yes. took Ryan to your parents' house too, right? So he met everyone. You guys yes. went and you did a little trip out to Florida. Yes. Yep. Um, I think it's really cool the way that you've been kind of sharing um, some of the things that you've learned throughout your dating adventures over the last couple of years. Can you talk a little bit about that? What are some of the things that you've learned? And now, you know, it's so, it's so beautiful to see how happy you are. And I can see that Mm -hmm. you both have just such similar values and and the right things in common where you don't have to have everything in common, but you have to have certain things in common to make it work. What are some of the things that you've learned? I, I love what you've been posting lately. And I'd like to kind of dive into that a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, Okay. So I think the number one thing that I learned is that you do have to have similar, same or compatible values. Like that is first and foremost. And I think where people often get tripped up is like, they don't really get clear on their values. This is like one of the exercises I take my clients through at the very beginning of us working together, because it is the foundation for how we make all decisions, I believe. And how we create connection between people. Um, so we first, like, I, I literally, when I first met him, I was like, can you do this values exercise with me? He's like, oh wow, my gosh. you are a coach, like through I and through. Um, oh he's here gosh. for it, which is so fun. Um, and we did the values exercise and we realized that a lot of ours were similar, but not the same and they were compatible and some were different, but it was totally workable. And then also that like we had similar dreams and like where we wanted to go in life. I think if I reflect back on my past relationship, which was a broken engagement, like we didn't have, we didn't want it. We didn't want the same things in life. He wanted to stay in San Diego forever. and was really happy and content in his job. And I wanted to like travel and live in a bazillion different places and have homes everywhere and like just live a different lifestyle. And so you know, those I think are two really key things that either bring people together or mm-hmm. end up breaking off relationships. Yeah. And getting clear on what the, what the, the priorities are in terms of values, you know, mm-hmm. I think values, they can be incredibly important or they might be, you know, things around like, I don't know, I can't think of an example per se, but I think there are certain values that hold more weight than others when it comes yeah. to compatibility. Yeah. And I think getting clear on that is really important. Did you, do you feel like you manifested this relationship? Oh my God, a hundred percent. So <laughs> I, it's so fun. I do this process where I create a list of like everything that I want in a partner. And um, usually what I do as part of that list is I go back and look at past relationships that I've had, like romantic and platonic. And I try and pick out the characteristic or trait that I'm like attracted to in that person. So for example, like I dated this guy for a little while and what really attracted to me, me to him at first was um, he just didn't take himself like himself or life seriously. Like he was just always joking, laughing, and it was just like easy to be around him. And so I was really attracted to that, that like charisma up front. Um, and I recognized that like there was another partner that I really liked about like that characteristic in them. So I was like, oh, that's something that is really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I go through this process and create this list. And I created this list in April of 2020, like right kind of during the pandemic when I was like, oh gosh, how am I ever going to meet someone? And sure enough, like almost a year later, this like exact person shows up. Um, wow. And it's funny, Ryan and I had been dating for quite some time. I think it wasn't even until like, June or July that I reached into my old notebook, of course, because it was from a whole year prior. And I was like, wow, I remember I wrote that list. Let me go have a look at that. And it was one night in bed. And I was like reading off the list. And I'm like, holy shit, this is insane. Like this person, (laughs) everything that I wrote on the list, like, 
Wow. I love that. Yeah. That so cool. The power of manifestation. It is so mm-hmm. major. I love that so much. That is so cool. And it's like, also, if you wanted to, you could use that to kind of like filter your dating adventures through like does this person like if you're kind of questioning that and you're not sure if you should trust your gut or if it's just fear and you kind of filter through that list of values it gets easier I think to get clarity so what are some of like the red flags that you would say to look out for I know that everyone's red flags are individual and personal but how do you think people can identify a red flag versus maybe just like fear of commitment or being nervous Mm -hmm. like what are some of your tips I think like the first one that comes to mind is um, uh, behaviors and communication don't line up. So someone says like, oh, I really want to spend a lot of time with you. And then they don't create space to make plans with you or they don't follow up and make plans with you. Or they say, yeah, I really like you. And then like they ignore you or ghost you or like, you know, stuff similar to that. And it doesn't always have to be so related to like, dating and I like you it could be like um you know yeah sure I'm gonna take the trash out and then they never do that thing that they said that they're gonna do it's all about like integrity and commitment to our word and um when behaviors and communication don't line up that is like a huge red flag yeah god you just reminded me back in my early 20s I dated someone for about four years and oh god was that a learning lesson talk about um not knowing your self-worth at the time but he would do that so he would always try to get the points by telling me something that he was going to do that he actually never did like oh I was gonna buy you this but then I figured you already had something similar and he would so he thought he was getting like the positive benefits of, of thinking of getting me this, but he never actually did any of the things that he said. That's very yeah. interesting. That's a really good point. People's actions have to match up with what they're saying for that yeah. to be really genuine. That's a mm-hmm. really, really good point. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, That's great. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with David. Like you guys have known each other a while. You yeah. have a baby together. You just recently kind of got married. Like yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's so crazy because we're coming up on five years in April and that's yeah. the longest relationship I've ever had. He's ever had. Um, we met on Tinder, which is wild. Oh my God. I know. I, love it. And I, I had actually deleted Tinder and then I decided I, it was my birthday, the week of my birthday, the day before the day after. And I, I had these plans to go out and have margaritas and this whole night. And then I was like, I don't feel like being hungover, like going into my new year. I just, I don't know something about like waking up in your new year. I want to be fresh. So I was like, canceled all the plans and I was sitting home and I had already deleted Tinder. And then I was just like, I'm just going to go on here for fun. It's just fun. Like just, you know, get that little hit of serotonin like going through. Um, And I wasn't really like taking it seriously. And I ended up connecting with Dave and we were chatting and we just had so many things in common, um, particularly music, but on, and this goes back to values. So on my Tinder profile, I actually had said specifically in my bio, let's do fun things that don't involve sitting in a bar all day. I was looking, all my previous relationships had been drinking partners and I was looking for somebody who wouldn't be that because that just never works for me. And that, that wasn't what I wanted anymore anyway. And that stood out to him because he's not a big drinker and wasn't looking for that either. So that was, um, that one little line on that profile, I think like changed my life. If I really look Mm -hmm. back because we probably wouldn't have connected otherwise. So we ended up going on like weekend dates every weekend we would do something new because he was new to LA I had been here for about three years but I didn't have someone to go do there I mean I still have a list of 100 things I want to do here like there's so much to do when you live in LA because in two hours you can be in a million different places so we started just this kind of like dating this relationship of new adventures and there's like studies and research that shows that that really bonds you together because you're creating these new neural pathways by having these new experiences together so everything that we were doing neither of us had ever done before so we went to like joshua tree and we went to san pedro and we did like the the sunken um 
sunken city and just really fun things. And then eventually like that fun new thing was having a baby. We we're like, let's, so we had moved in together. Like, yeah. and it's always funny. Cause we're like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this thing? Ha 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 ha. And then the other one's like, well, if we did, we could. It's like, well, we could. <laughs> so that's kind of how we always like segue into different or not difficult, but like intense conversations. Like, ha, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we moved in together? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was new. I, I had never lived with um, a significant other and nor did I want to live with any other significant other. I like my space. I don't like people kind of messing up my routine. I'm very like, you know, a little type A with that. Um, yep. But it worked and it, it just, I just kept thinking like, it'll it'll work until it doesn't and that's fine. So we moved in together and that was great about six months after we met and everything was fine. And then we we're like, well, I'm not getting any younger and neither is he. And I want to have a kid. So let's have a baby. So we, okay, let's have a baby. That was new and exciting. And then it's like, well, let's get married. Why don't we get married? We'll do it our way. We'll do it, you know, make this legit little family in terms of like the, the legality of it. And we did it in Joshua Tree. Like, let's go to Joshua Tree. And it was just the three of us. It was me, him and Wyland. And it was beautiful. We all slept together in this big cozy bed, with these 360 views of the mountains all around us. And my friend came out and she had gotten ordained specifically to marry us and ended up marrying us in Joshua Tree. And it was just the perfect day, which is perfect. So oh we, God. I guess to go back to kind of your question and I went off on a tangent there, but we have the things in common that are important, the way that we want to live yeah. our lifestyle, the way that we like to, you know, we prioritize our health and well-being. Um, but we're also very different so that we're not butting heads. Because if mm-hmm. Dave was like me in terms of how he liked things organized and how he liked to be the one making decisions, then we would butt heads all the time. So he's very laid back. He's very patient in ways that I'm not. So it's like that perfect complementary relationship, which is really good. Um, so I think that's why it, it works and it continues to work and I'm sure it will for a very long time. So yeah, I he's love like that. the only person that I've ever kind of felt that just level of comfort with where you can be in my space and I'm okay with that. I'm a Taurus. So I'm usually like, I like you until I don't, and then I'll never talk to you ever again. And I have no issue with that. <laughs> so it's been good yeah it's crazy that it's been five years like that is wild to me it just goes by so fast yeah I want to highlight two things that you mentioned and then I want to talk more about your five years so um two things I want to highlight that like often I share with my clients who are oftentimes coming to me because they're seeking romantic partnership in some way, or they've like had a recent breakup that didn't feel good and they want to improve and be better like for the next time. So one thing you said was like, I'm just going to date him until like, it doesn't work out. And I like that, that idea of non-attachment to like, you know, going on the first date and then deciding like, this has to be my forever person is so huge for having peace along the process because dating is such an adventure. And when we go in like with this whole like idea of expectation or attachment to like Mm -hmm. how we want this whole thing to go down, it never works out that way. Mm -hmm. But yet when we go in with this whole idea of like non-attachment, then we can be pleasantly surprised by like the possibility of this person being your forever person. Yeah. I think that also goes back to making sure that you're complete and you're whole and who you are as yourself. Exactly. Like I never needed to find someone to complete me or to find someone to fill that void or to find someone to be happy. I was great before I met him. So he was just an addition. And did I want that addition? Well, let's find out. But if not, I'm perfectly fine with, you know, moving away from that. So you're right. Not having the pressure for it to be anything specific and also being happy with yourself alone first, I think is really important. It's a good point that you bring up. Yeah. And then one more point I wanted to mention was like this idea that you kept dating to, um, you kept dating, dating. It was very intentional. Like we go out on the weekends, we do some fun stuff and then that's it. I see you every weekend. We date, we blah, blah, blah. And we have a good time versus 
um, getting into trouble where we like go on on a date or two and then like our person's like, oh, well, can I just come upstairs and hang out with you after the date? Or um, don't you want to just hang out after you do X, Y, and Z for the weekend? And it's like all that a sudden we break that boundary and we can often find ourselves falling into these old patterns that don't really communicate that we're here for a relationship versus hookup buddy, just a friend or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So good, good job on you. Yeah, and, and really like thanks. knowing what you wanted. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the like key to success for five years? Like it's a long time to be with someone and you've obviously gone through a lot of things. You've changed in a lot of ways. I know you've moved many times you've gotten yeah. jobs you've had babies like what is the what do you think is like the key to success or happiness or gosh like that's a good question to. I think just being kind did I lose you no I didn't lose you okay that was weird my computer did a weird thing just respecting each other not having any kind of resentment like we're in this together we're a team what are we doing? Here's why I would like to do this. What are your thoughts? Well, here's why I agree with that or I don't. And being able to come to, I guess, communication is key. Come to, you know, a solution that works for both of us. Like I, I feel like he always leads with my best intentions and I do the same instead of being selfish and thinking about what I want versus what is good for, you know, our family. And being open and, and instead of being closed-minded, you know, and just having think communication and being again, aligned on the core values, because then we're always moving in the same direction. So whether we agree or disagree, it's with the intention to move in the direction that we already agreed we would like to move in how we get there. We may agree or disagree on that, but I think just being kind is, is huge. Like Dave, he's never, he's never, he'll never be mean. Like he'll never come from a malicious place or um, with the intention to hurt. And I think that that's really important, nor do I, but I know people get heated and conversations happen and they say things they, they wish they hadn't said. And we're not, we're not fighters. We're not petty. You know, I think we just focus on the bigger picture and I'm not saying everyone can do that. I found someone who that feels easy with, and that's not to say we don't fight. I mean, sometimes I want to kill him in his sleep um, or just like looking at his face makes me want to scream. And I'm sure he feels that way about me too. And I always say, I could never live with me. Like, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't mm. live with me. Um, but yeah, I think communication and just being kind, not looking for ways to get those digs in or um, whatever it happens to be. And also like new things, keeping those new adventures and continuing to build those new neural pathways and not getting so stagnant in a routine and taking each other for granted. I think that's how we've gotten to five years, what that'll look like at 10, 15. I don't know. Um, you know, I talk, I have a therapist. We talk through some of these things. She highlights different areas where perhaps I could do things a little bit differently when I like to think that it's everyone else's issue as to why, you know, there's a, there's a, a problem or a point of concern. Um, so that's helpful, you know, even just doing that yeah. on my own uh, to see things from somebody else's perspective sometimes, or just to check myself. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's really what I would boil it down to, at least for us. I love that. So so key such good wisdom there um I can definitely like relate and yeah. e echo all of those I do think you know communication obviously is super important I think both really having an open mind I think people sometimes like say that they want to have an open mind or they do have an open mind and it's interesting to like take a minute to reflect back like if I am being open-minded about things or not um, and I love that really like leading with your best intention and having the other mm -hmm. person's best intentions or your family's best intentions, like uh, first and foremost. Yeah. So good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that. sure. Of course. Of course. So you have been doing some work with kind of relationship coaching. Tell me about what direction your business has taken. What are you um, kind of focusing on? What common themes are you finding with your clients? I think this is a really good topic, especially coming out of the pandemic where mm. dating is probably starting to shift a little bit and maybe relationships ended or um, are just evolving now that we're in a little bit of a different time. What have yeah. you been seeing? 
Um, oh my gosh, a lot of what we shared like already has been things that I often share with my clients who are seeking romantic partnership. I think, you know, first and foremost, it really is a journey in self-awareness and self-discovery first, just like you said, like we really have to be totally complete on our own. I often say like relationships are the cherry on the Sunday, like the Sunday is already complete mm -hmm. without the cherry, but you add the cherry on top and it's just, um, just a, a titch more delicious. Um, you know, where I've sort of been taking my coaching is actually, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch a group program focused like solely on helping people find romantic partnership. And Ooh. it is, yeah, the process that, you know, we've talked about a bit, um, really getting clarity on what it is exactly that you want and don't want. I think what's interesting about that, actually a conversation I had with a client this morning is like, we often, and I know so many people have heard this before, we often attract like a person who's just like our parents, like just like my dad, right? Who was emotionally unavailable and um, really avoiding when it came to love. And so I, in turn, that's how I behave in love. And it's taken obviously many years and a couple failed relationships to recognize how to change those patterns and realize like where, um, what my attachment styles are exactly and how those show up when relationship conflict arises now in my relationship or when intimacy, you know, when we're getting deeper and more vulnerable with each other um, in our relationship. Uh, some other things that like I love to talk about and I'm going to be teaching in my next group program is about like masculine and feminine energies and how like we may be out of balance um, and like how that can cause a lot of chaos in relationships. A little bit of like what you shared about, which was like, no, I have to control these certain things and Dave doesn't and he's cool with that. And that's like you, whatever that situation is, let's just say organizing, that's you being in your masculine energy. And that's okay. Dave like takes a feminine energy in that and says, all right, I'm gonna let you just do what you want. And yeah. that's cool because you guys have balance there. And mm -hmm. he recognizes that that's not where he wants to fight you, but not fight you, but um, hold his stance, I guess, mm -hmm. and, and be in his masculine energy. And that can show up in so many different ways in so many areas of our lives. And when we are maybe too dominant, alpha, high achieving people, we can often like butt heads a lot in this area. Um, so I love really exploring that, especially for women who come from, um, especially a corporate background, because we're corporate business is very structured. Mm -hmm. That is a masculine energy. It's a very production and productive and producing energy, which is also very masculine. And so it's sometimes hard to transition out of that energy when we come home at night and come to be with our masculine partner. Um, so I could talk about that for forever. It's going to be obviously like a whole section in, in my next group program, but um, yeah, I mean, this is, it's been such a fun journey for myself, um, you know, and I just am so excited to like share some of these teachings and learnings with other people yeah. who are, maybe feeling lonely or like they're out on the dating scene and not really connecting with the person that they really desire, or they keep calling in these same um, like dysfunctional partners, which I know I did for a long time. I'm sure, I'm sure you did as well. I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really kind of learning and sharing in sisterhood in that, like, I think, you know, we learn so much from each other and each other's stories and, that's why, you know, I've, I've created this into be a, a group program so that we can all kind of come together and not just share in the woes of maybe how challenging it can be, but also share in like the learnings that we've all had over the course of our dating experience. Yeah. So I love yeah, that. I think that's asking. so special. That's such a great, just, I can't think of anything just more beneficial. Um, it's interesting that you're talking about the balance of masculine versus feminine energy. This is, I learned about this a couple of years ago and I was like, how have I never explored this a little bit more? It explained so much about me, the way that I operate, the relationships that I have. Like I am now working on incorporating a little bit more of my feminine energy and kind of trying to balance that out because super, super masculine energy heavy on this, like the corporate kind of ladder climbing and, and just the, the hustle and 
that didn't work for me. Like that caused a lot of problems physically, mentally, and in relationships. And yep. I've been trying to work on softening that. And as you know, it, it's not a male versus female type thing. It's, it's the energy. It's not the gender per se. Um, right. And I think so many of us women don't recognize that that we may be kind of out of balance and how we can learn to balance out those energies to have more well-rounded relationships and maybe relationships that feel a little bit easier instead of feeling um, forced or combative or, or whatever it happens to be. That's something that I see as a pattern that I've been able to break, mm. um, you know, throughout my life is always cultivating that masculine energy to get to the result that I wanted it wasn't always the result that I wanted. And I had to kind of recognize that like, do I want this? Or is this what someone else is telling me I should want? And then I know how to go about it. Um, it's been really interesting to learn more about that and how to balance those energies and how they show up in your life, how that manifests in, in the things that you do. I love that. Um, anybody who's interested in learning more about that, I would highly recommend going and connecting with Alicia because that is it's just so powerful. There's so much there that you can use in your daily life and make changes and, and break some of the patterns that aren't serving you well. That's very cool. Um, speaking of balancing, I want to talk a little bit about hormones. So you and I um, actually had a perfect example of this recently. And um, I think because we're more in tune with our hormones and the different you know phases throughout the four, the four cycles uh, or the four phases of the cycle throughout the month, it's easier to recognize now when you may be kind of energetically aligned with certain things versus other times of the month. So I put up actually on Instagram, I, I was like on top of the world for two weeks, I was going, 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 I was going to new spin classes and yoga classes. And I was just feeling like I've got it. Finally, I'm doing it. Like I'm working, I'm productive, I'm working out, I'm eating well, everything feels great. I'm so happy. And then yes. A week later, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> I, I drove to the gym and I didn't even go. Like I just yep. went and got coffee and I was like, fuck this, fuck that. I don't want to do any of this. I guess, <laughs> I guess like I fell off. Like, I guess all my motivation is gone and I would have to start over. And then it clicked and I was like, oh. and I looked at my calendar because I tracked my period and it was yep. day 21 of my cycle. And I was yep. like, literally on the mark week three. <laughs> And then I gave myself a pass and it was like, oh, this is temporary. Next week, I'm probably going to start to feel up again. And it's totally fine. It's totally normal. And then yeah. you and I had scheduled a call last week to chat and I was driving to the gym reluctantly and you texted me and you were like, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. I just got my period. Let's reschedule. And I was like, I think that's the coolest thing ever. I wish we could all do that. I wish I could like block off my calendar at work and not have any meetings like mm -hmm. during the whole third week of my cycle because you do have that dip in certain hormones and you do feel differently and it is temporary and if you can kind of understand that and work around it oh my god life is so much easier so let's talk a little bit about that I know that you you study hormone health a little bit more in depth than I have um but what are your just what are your thoughts on those four kind of phases and how to learn how you may be feeling during that time, what's, I don't want to say normal, but likely and how to kind of like work around that. Cause that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I, you've highlighted it so well. So let's just start from the beginning, like our follicular phase, which is the phase like right at the end of our period through typically like the next seven to 10 days is when we have the most energy excitement, sociality, we want to do things. We want to adventure, um, we're more likely to be able to feel really strong and capable and able to do like hit and spin and all that, like kind of really extraneous workout stuff that um, we like have a really hard time doing at the latter half of our yeah. cycle. Um, and, and so that's just a great phase to do things that, to really like put yourself out there and recognize that like a lot of that energy is just all natural based on our hormones. But don't use that time to schedule something during the luteal phase that you're going to regret. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, exactly. 
And sometimes we like, even me, right? Like I should have known probably that like, that wasn't going to be a great time for me to schedule like a podcast where I want to be like, you know, sharing and socializing for lack of a better term since it's really socialized in in our new world. Um, You know, so then we look at the next phase, which is ovulation, which is just those like three, two to three to four days right around, uh, Uh, the middle, very middle of our cycle. And again, we have a huge burst of energy there. Um, Obviously, this is usually when we feel uh, most turned on for sex or romantic, you know, adventures with our partner. And, you know, that's because our body is literally, this is a period like when we actually can get pregnant. So this is like our our natural evolution telling us, have sex, have a baby. (laughs) So, then we go into our luteal phase, which is usually like Kristen said, like day 21 of our cycle. And that's like the last three, like the third week to the fourth week before our period. Um, and this is when we go like a lot more inward and we really want to do much more less extraneous workouts, like maybe just walking or gentle yoga, or maybe some really gentle Pilates. Um, but we like really lack that natural energy and it can be doing a workout feels really hard right we drive to the gym and then we're like actually I can't go in I can't even do the fast um it's like being on the treadmill and having your shoes full of cement exactly (laughs) yes yes totally um and then of course you know menstruation is where we tend to go like kind of the most inward and have the the least amount of energy where like napping feels like a full-time job almost um during those those times no it's not mm, I don't want to say normal but uh it's most people's like experience for the most part and there's lots of things we can do to kind of rebalance our hormones so those intensity of those waves are a little less intense for example like I notice if I eat a certain way the quote-unquote PMS symptoms right or how I feel kind of going the days before going into my period can be less intense than other days, um, or other cycles, I guess I should say. Um, it's so cool. I love using, like, there's a free eye period tracker. There's Alicia, mm -hmm. um, the flow app. I love just being able to take a look at that and have such a better understanding of what's going on. Because once you do start to recognize it, you can really work with it against working uh, instead of working against it. And I feel like just makes everything so much easier like ever since I've been able to put two and two together you know like you said you're not always going to remember like maybe I won't schedule something social during this week but when you start to have those feelings it's 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 so nice to be able to say I will just do Melissa what health today I will just go for a walk I'm not dropping the ball by not running intervals on the treadmill this week because I'm listening to my body I'm honoring my body and letting it do what it needs to do and working with it instead of against it I think it's so cool I just I'm fascinated by this I wish I had known this 20 years ago like I wish we learned this like when we were 12 13 14 years old instead of like oh you're gonna have PMS and you're gonna be moody and you know like that's that's all I knew is that PMS makes you angry and irrational and like have fun being a woman so it's just so cool. And the sooner other people can start to understand that as well, I think the easier their lives are going to be too. Um, I love that. I just think it's so cool. Um, Speaking of planning too, I wanted to talk to you about this. I think so often we plan to do, let's say, I don't know, you want to launch a business or you want to start a workout routine, or you just want to cook this week. We start to create like these elaborate plans and tend to put too much pressure on it and too much on our plate. And then you get like paralysis. You have, you know, there's just too much, too much that you've implemented that you want to get done and you end up doing nothing. So we were talking about this earlier. um, And I do that a lot too, where I'm like this week, I'm going to do all of these things. And then I look at my list and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed that I just like put the list somewhere else and I don't even look at it. And I get none of those things crossed off the list. So um, you were kind of mentioning that earlier as well why do we do that? Like, why, why do we do that? Why do we put so much pressure on getting all of these things done instead of just starting small and, and choosing one item and moving from there? And I don't know if you have the answer. I don't, I work on this 
all the time. Like my Mm -hmm. lists are so long. There's so many post-it notes, so many notebooks, so many notes in my phone. I'm always trying to just scale it down and focus on one thing. What do you, what is your experience with that? And how do you kind of try to remedy that? Yeah, I do. I think this is a lifelong journey of like the type A perfectionist, high achiever people like us. Um, And I think it's partially something that we learned as um, like a behavior that gets rewarded and then also partially like conditioned into us as people who work in corporate or societies where like you have to produce to be valued. And what I've done, like a hack that I've tried is I follow something called like the power list. Um, This is something that's taught by a guy by the name of Andy Frisella. And he's like a really successful entrepreneur. And uh, it's the idea that you have like these three things that you accomplish for the day. And they're not like three gigantic things like launch my whole website, right? It's like three small things that you get accomplished each day so that you can look back and decide that your day was successful. And they may be personal things and not so much work-related. I find that oftentimes in the clients that I work with, like they tend to go straight for like, I got to do these three things for work, but it's like, there's so much more to life than just the work that we have to check off our to-do list. And so I always encourage at least one of those things to be something personal, whether it's like running to the post office or like washing my hair or whatever, Mm -hmm. like whatever it may be so that we can start to really change these expectations that we have created for ourselves that are really like unrealistic. We are human beings, not human doings. And we fill our day and our expectations and our condition to like, just do, 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 do all the time. And when we don't do enough, then we're not like worthy enough. And mm-hmm. it's just, none of that is, is true. Yeah, I know. I, I've come to the realization that it is enough to put all of my laundry away. Like that can be one of the things on my list of things to do for the day. And that's great. If I get that done, like that is an achievement in and of itself. It doesn't have to always be these elaborate goals and, you know, whether it's step goals or gym workouts or eating well, or, you know, three blog posts that day or two new clients, like putting away the folded clothes that are sitting over there for the last two days is going to feel so good. Mm -hmm. Like it's just the little things actually, you can cross that off. And I think that's, I like what you said about it, not always being a work goal. I'll try to list out like the two or three things work-wise that I'd like to get done maybe for the week. And then also like two or three things personally that I want to get done that day, whether that's taking a walk through the neighborhood at lunch or calling my grandmother because I need to do that. You know, those things, they can be on your list. Washing my hair is a huge thing. That's always on my list. That's a process. Like that is, (laughs) that's an event. It needs to be scheduled in, planned for. I like that. Yeah. Breaking it down a little bit more and just making it more realistic and achievable. And when you can cross those things off, you do get that, like that hit of dopamine too. Like it feels good and it's encouraging to be able to feel successful in your day. It's a work in progress. It really is. I think that's a really important point too, is that like, it is very important to then go and celebrate these things because even as small as they are, like we just breathe on by them. We like hit our three things, our power list, and we're like on to the next list or on to like, what else I can do as a bonus thing? Or like, what am I going to do tomorrow? And we never stop to recognize ourselves and our achievements and how much we've accomplished and how good it feels. Like you said, just to put the laundry away and like remove that clutter from our life. And um, I think that's something I really encourage, you know, people my clients you me all of us to do is to just stop Mm -hmm. and and celebrate like all the little things because it's in all those small moments that we create joy and happiness like oftentimes I think right now in particular maybe we can like kind of kind of segue into this a little bit is like so many people I think are really suffering from a lack of joy and a lack of happiness and you know people are like reaching for that and trying to find that. And it's not like this, like 
pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that you like check off your to-do list to get to. It really is creating joy, happiness, confidence, and achievement, like in each of these small moments that in the end, like uh, happiness is something that we kind of develop, but it's also something that we choose really each day to, to be in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I am a huge proponent of the five minute journal. So at the end of every day, there's a page and there are three lines for three things, three things that happened today that were great. And I love completing that because it might be, I took a walk with Wyland. Wyland gave me a hug when I came down the steps or I got a new client or I got a raise at work or I got a new job. Like it, it's the micro moments as much as the macro. And I think that's where cultivating joy, cultivating happiness happens. It's not winning the lottery. It's not making your first million. It's being excited when you wake up in the morning, having someone maybe to share that with a friend, a partner. It's getting to, you know, I take a walk in the morning and I can smell the honeysuckles and the sun is shining on my skin. And I'm just so grateful for that. It feels so good. And the fact that I can do that that I'm not rushing off to an office or it's not, you know, the weather's not cooperating. Just the little things, I never take those for granted. And I think that makes all the difference because you can have the best job in the world and you can have a million friends and you can have, you know, a partner who supports you. But if you don't find the joy in those small moments, you're not really living. I think you expand so much by appreciating the smaller moments. It sounds contradictory, but I feel like there's just such abundance in that because you can find them all day long. Even if you're having a bad day, I can always find three things to write in that journal. It's true. You're the one that turned me on to the five minute journal and I love it and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. And I use it all the time. I'm less, yeah, I, I think I'm, uh, I need some accountability to do yeah. it more at night, right? Like I'm really good at doing it during the day and sometimes yeah. not as great as following up at night, but um, it's yeah. such a good one, especially for anybody who's out there who's like, I don't know where to start. Like I, I, I want a journal, but I just don't know where to go or how to do it. Or I'm feeling overwhelmed by opening a blank sheet of paper and like yeah. staring at me. Um, I think it's such a good place to start um, because it really writes it all out for you and really puts you in a good mood. Yeah. It's got the prompts are right there. It's one little page in the morning, one little page in the evening, just answering a few questions. And if you want to get, you know, a little more wordy by all means, grab, you know, a journal and get to it. But I, I like that it sets the day on a positive note with things that you appreciate in your life and good things that you want. I cannot tell you how many times I've written in that journal in the morning, three things I want to happen today. They happen. Like Dave laughs at me because he's like, did you put that in your journal this morning? I'm like, I did. I did. Like random crazy things that have no logistic reason, like no logical reason for happening. If I write it in there, I believe, I believe it's going to happen, even though it makes no sense. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it will. And I write it in there and it it happens. I would say Mm. 80% of the time, that nighttime page, I'm like, holy shit. And I circle the thing and I'm like this. It, it happened. Like it's the power of manifestation is right there in that journal too. So you're starting your day on a positive note. You're putting the intentions out into the universe and then you're expressing gratitude for it at the end of the night for whatever came through for you. And I think also it helps you sleep a little bit better. It's setting your kind of subconscious on that grateful track rather than going to bed, stressed out, thinking of all the things that didn't happen or didn't go well. Um, I think that helps a lot too with like getting a restful sleep in a way. Yeah. I love that journal. It's so much more than just like filling out a piece of paper. It really is powerful. Yeah. I think you just like really hit the nail on the head. That is like the power of manifestation is really getting clear on what it is that you want and being in really good energy for it and believing and trusting that it can come to you. And then boom, here it is. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like, there have been times I remember when Wylan was a baby and Dave and I were like paycheck to paycheck. And I was like, we just need money. Like I need money. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't get paid for another week and a half. Like, but like we need money today. And I just wrote money in that journal. And that day, that afternoon in the mailbox, 
was a reimbursement check for from our insurance company for like three hundred dollars that like I still don't think we were supposed to get. Like it was, it, I don't think it was processed properly. And I was like, there it is, there it is. And I've done that many, many times. Like mm. it just doesn't make any sense, but it's there. Mm. And I knew it would be. I knew it would be. And it was. It's just crazy. So. Again, like manifestation in every area of your life. You can do that. I wanted to move across the country. You've made so many moves. You traveled the world. And it's yeah. because you believed that you could. Yeah. I will find the opportunity. I'll make it happen. And you did. Yeah. That's amazing. That's right. I love it. I love filled it. With endless possibilities if we just open ourselves to believe that it can happen for us. If it can happen for someone else, it can happen for us too. Yeah. And it goes back to like, I've just had this theme expansion, expansion, expansion in my mind lately and everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm, I'm kind of expressing to others all about expanding your perspective, your, your mind, your what's available to you, Mm -hmm. like just doing away with those self-limiting beliefs. And, um, I don't know, it's just, I think having expanders too, like people that you see doing the things that you want to do so that you know that it's possible and just believing you don't need to understand how or why just believing that everything that's available to someone else is also available to you. It's Mm -hmm. just, how are you going to go about getting there? I think that's so important. People will say to me, like, I can't believe you just up and moved across the country. And I'm like, but why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) I it's scary, sure. but you just do it. You just do yeah. it anyway. You just do it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this yeah. was so great. I know that we are um, both busy gals on a Monday, yeah. <laughs> but it was so good to see your face. I miss yeah, you. Okay. I'm, I'm so glad yeah. that we get to connect like this. And I feel like every time you and I are catching up, I feel like there's so much, there's so many nuggets in there. Like there's just so much value that what a cool way to record it and share it with other people, because, um, people can learn from the things that you and I, as health coaches, as women, as former corporate, um, you know, corporate dropouts, if you will, although I'm still kind of toad in there. Um, but there's just, I think a lot that we can share that people can learn that comes from our organic conversations and, it is, you know, it's always, it's a constant education. So even, you yeah. know, going to, to school for integrative nutrition, you're always learning something new from your clients through your own life and through your continuous education. So I think it's cool to always be able to share that and drop those, that knowledge and that wisdom. Yeah. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure and so mm-hmm. fun to catch up with you and yeah. Yeah, I hope everyone found our, our, uh, our sessions valuable today. I think so. And if anyone is looking for some coaching in the relationship area, please go find Alicia. So you are, tell everybody where they can find you. What's the easiest way? Um, I'm on Instagram at nourish with Alish. And that's probably the best way to find me. You can just drop a DM and say, Hey, heard you on the podcast. And let's, let's have a catch a chat. Yes. And you, uh, obviously I'm following you. So anybody can go to my page and find you that way as well. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thank you. You too. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen. And I will see you soon.